I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, and welcome to this week's Must Hear Music. So I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? As well as Chris Payne. Hey, how's it going? I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Erica Ramirez. She is not on the podcast day, but just want to pay her homage. We miss you, Erica. We miss you. Um, And I want to say, after we're done talking about some six very lovely songs, we are going to have an interview with Kate Pearson. Yes, that is the Kate Pearson of the B-52s. I'm a huge B-52s fan. She's got her first solo album coming out soon so we have a little little chat with her so stick around for that we've got a pretty good pretty interesting lineup of stuff so let's start with adjacent pick let's do uh well which one years do you want to start with oh let's start with years and years all right let's do it do you, years and you years. guys this song man like i have been playing this song non-stop it's like my favorite pop song I've heard in a really long time. And I listen to a lot of pop music for my job, and I just love this song. And the, the thing is, so years and years, uh, British band, uh, they're getting a lot of shine over seas, and they just won the BBC Sound of 2015 poll, which I think Sam Smith won last year. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Did, yeah, I think he, he won I it mean, at some point. I remember you saying this. It was like Sam Smith and someone else who got really huge the year before. Yeah, uh, Adele won it like yeah. years and years ago, but years and years or ago. Disclosure, mm-hmm. maybe was maybe it Disclosure. Two years ago? But it has a good know. track record. Yeah, but so years and years won the BBC Sound of 2015 poll. It's kind of like a critics poll before the BBC or the the Brit Awards in a couple weeks, and they haven't really taken off here yet, but. And it, what's funny is that this actually is not their current U.S. single. They have another song that they're working in the U.S. But, like, this song, it fits in with the whole, like, house music revival that, mm-hmm. you know, if you like Latch, if you like Clean Bandits, rather be, check out this song, King. It's just, it's so, like, everything kind of works with this song for me. Just the the lyrics, the it has a huge chorus. The um it, it just has a dance tempo and the the um the vocalist uh the vocalist just completely matches the the mood of it. It's just like very much like an up tempo disco record almost. But it just it, it just totally works for me. I've been waiting for this band to drop something that really interested me and it has. What what do you guys think of this song? Definite hit potential. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 
It has a huge chorus. It's one of those songs that's like, I can tell you, it's like someone like you who deals in a lot of pop music. It's the kind of song that's a little left of what normally gets huge, yeah. but you just hope that it has like that little X factor mm-hmm. that will make people take a chance on Simon Cowell here. Oh. That, that X factor. Um, uh, I they, think, yeah, these, that, that was the cheesiest kids, line. Yeah, I said, that was, did sound very cheesy. Can you edit that out, Joe? No, no, we're definitely What would be cooler than X factor to say? Yeah, um, it's got that cool that shit. Je ne sais quoi. Um, <laughs> that's, that's even worse, though. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, I think disclosure latch is a really good comparison. Not not so much like it sounds like that, but just kind of with like Chris is saying like this is a pop song, but it is a little left of the dial. Yeah. Um, shouting out another cliche there, left mm. of the dial. Um, and it's just like, but it is like a great song. Like I have to say, I kept hearing about years and years, and just didn't really listen to them and having listened to this song a couple times now like it's just an awesome pop song kind of done in that like 90s electro house kind of sheen but but it is a pop song like it's very verse chorus verse and you know the video is awesome too yeah very cool a lot of really cool choreography i was really surprised how much i like this this it's yeah. not a weird song either. Yeah. When I say left of center, it just kind of would maybe sound weird if it were to be in top 40 in between Bang Bang and Maps is what yeah. I mean right. by that. Well, yeah, it's just like, it's not something you're really <laughs> hearing on top 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. If, if it follows the trajectory trajectory of something like a rather be it'll it'll kind mm. of very slowly grow on the hot 100 um but again it's it's interesting like i said i don't think this is the song that they're working to u.s radio but obviously they have a new ep coming out here and obviously there's going to be more singles from that uh so here's hoping i, I think it's a smash yeah i do think this could be one of those things where like a year from now. Yeah. This is suddenly years everywhere. And years from now. Years and years from now. Boom. We'll We're not going to top that. So uh, <laughs> let's listen to Years and Years King. All that I've compromised to feel another high. I've got to keep it down Right, that was Years and Years King. Uh, next up, I'm going to do one of my picks, which is uh, Joey Badass's number 99. So Mr. Badass uh, is from, he's a local boy. He's from Brooklyn, from the bed area. Um, he made a pretty big splash. I think as far back as like 2012, he started getting buzz for his mixtapes um, and the other pro era material. But this is his debut album. It just came out last week. Um, I didn't get around to listening to it until this week during the very disappointing snowmageddon in New York. I'm not uh, saying I wanted to be snowed in for days, but I was very happy. It was Can a I little lackluster. I woke up Tuesday and it was like, oh, not as much snow as we wanted. I was really happy. I was like, yeah, okay, we can get on with our lives now. I yeah, mean, a few too many days of working from home would have been sad, especially true. now when it gets dark so early. Just I know, you do get cabin it's fever. Like, but I'm yeah. I'm originally from Minnesota, and oh like looking at goodness. that, I'm gonna be that person. And I was just like, what? Like a city shut down for this? Like what is wrong with you people? But. <laughs> That being said, it was nice working from home for a day. Some, that's some Minnesota privilege right it, there. That I is like some that. Minnesota privilege right there. Um, anyways, though, so so I got just got around to listening to the Joey Badass album, and it's absolutely fantastic. Like, I was always a fan, but a fan in the sense that, like, 
you know, once the album comes out, I was like, I guess we'll see like what he's really got. And yeah. this is like a really cohesive work. He's an incredible rapper. He's got some really interesting production on this. Um, this song in particular is a very like self-conscious throwback because it's using uh, the very famous beat, the drum uh, filler taken from a Jimi Hendrix song that was most famously used in a Tribe Called Quest scenario. Yep. So he's interpolating that sample. Um, and it's just a really like interesting song about he's rapping about police and, you know, the racism in various police officers and how that makes him feel violent towards them. But it's not it's interesting because it is kind of like a rant against police and police corruption. And he's coming at it from an angry place. But it's not you know, this isn't just one sided. Like there's a line where he even acknowledges like but at the same time, like I'm just kind of a confused kid who's caught up in the mix like he knows that a lot of his anger is coming as much from confusion um, as much as, like, justifiable rage. So it's just, it, you know, and for someone as young as he is, it's just interesting, uh, you know, that he's got this very thoughtful, honest rap about police, you know, at a time when obviously that's what half the nation is talking about. Yeah, yeah and he's in that alter ego in the song, Joey Badmon. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's where he takes that, the, the more, like, not real life, but fantasy violence side. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting project. I, I really like Joey Badass a lot. I, I love the 1999 mixtape. I, I do wish that generally, I do wish that there were a, there was a song or two that helped on this album that helped people unfamiliar with his music kind of get in there a little bit more. I, I don't want to say that he should be more accessible because I want him to do what he does he does it really well but i do kind of wish like and i felt the same way about 1999 that i was like man if he had like one or two like singles that just really like knocked like i, I think that would help him out greatly because he has so much talent and he he works with such interesting people obviously with the, the whole pro era regime but like i want i want there to be like a signature joey badass song and i don't feel like he's found that yet yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, there's definitely not, like, the crossover hit on this. I do think there's a lot of great standouts on the album. I think Paper Trails is great, and Christ Conscious is a yeah. fantastic song. But, but yeah, those aren't ones that, like, are not going to grab you on first listen. Like, you kind of have to be willing to put a little time yeah, like, into him. He kind of reminds me a little bit. Well, I always think of um, the song One Train by ASAP, because mm-hmm. that was, like, my real introduction to joy badass because it was, it was like him and asap and kendrick and danny brown and i i was listening to this album and i was thinking about like danny brown a, a rapper who i really like and just like even though danny brown isn't like a like a, a singles rapper he still has those songs that like make you stop in your tracks like listening to like monopoly on triple x mm-hmm. like you're just like holy crap like this yeah. song like rises above the rest mm-hmm. i just feel like i want that from joey badass like i want him to just drop something that's like just like scorched earth like this is the go-to joey badass song and and again like check out his album like i I would definitely recommend it i i do want to see that from him though he's young he's got time he's got he's got plenty of time i would say for someone as young and new as he is this album is definitely too far to call it a masterpiece but i think it's it's beyond just great album it occupies that space between like great album and like masterpiece so 
which bodes really well. So for and his and we should say it 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 had a top ten album debut um, mm-hmm. without any like huge radio hits. So totally. people obviously are into Joey Badass. I feel like maybe his next project will reach that next level if he just has something that's like, oh my goodness, like for people who aren't hip hop heads, like mm-hmm. to just embrace him. Right. Well, uh, let's let's listen to it. So Joey Badass number ninety nine. <laughs> Ready to bust my gun. I'm rushing in like Vladimir Putin with your one son. Fuck a rule, let's get shooting. The 47 goons recruit and join or die. We coming from groups of guys in soaps and ties. Who chose to hide you from the eye? Grab a white collar by his white teeth. Alright, that was Joey Badass. Uh, next up, let's do a sea paint pick. Uh, do we want to hit up. What should we do? Screaming females? Well, I just had the screaming females on the podcast today. Yeah, let's. Uh, a little cross promotion. pick here. was the podcast yesterday. Well, let's let's uh, plug C Paint's podcast, yeah, the so, Alt and Our Stars, mm-hmm. a must listen on yeah, the Billboard Podcast the Network. The next Alt and Our Stars will have none other than Screaming Females. It will. It's true, and their album is my favorite of the year so far. Ooh. It's called Rose Mountain, and it comes out next month on Don Giovanni. They've this is their sixth full length album, and. All of their albums are good, but I think this one breaks the mold more because instead of just having a lot of straight-ahead, shredding punk songs, they mix up tempos a lot. They have some softer, some more gentle vibes in this album, and they don't just try it, but it works. It's only a 10-song album, and there's a lot going on. It, it flows so, so well from start to finish. This song, though, is the first track on the album, and it's basically a primer on what the Screamouts do really well. Yeah, the song is called Empty Head, and it's just got, like... The sickest riff, and it's yeah. The screamos are all about the riff. And nice to say, like, there's a really cool because, like, that's a good point. What you mentioned, like, they do come from very kind of punk roots, and like live, they absolutely. I've seen them several times. Like, they tear the stage apart, um, not literally, figuratively. <laughs> They're a very gentle band on the stage. If you're considering booking <laughs> they them don't for your venue, tear up the stage underneath their feet. Um, but but no, anyway. So this for as much of like a monster riff as this is, like, it's not the kind of thing that like crushes your ears or clobbers you over the head it also kind of they have like this easygoing like kind of casual cool vibe like they just seem like they can be like incredible like they can rock out but without like lifting a finger almost like it just seems Mm. like it's hard to explain i guess but um i really like this song i'm not as familiar with screaming females as you guys are but I mean, everything I've heard from them, and, and this might be my favorite song that I've heard from them, it just, I just love how how the singer, like, she she just, like, lingers on those syllables. Yes. It's almost like a little, like, a yodel kind of mm, thing. Right. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah, she can, like, just hold her voice, like, oscillating on the yes. same note. It's really incredible. She reminds me of PJ Harvey a little bit. Yeah, that's a sings. good call. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. There's been a lot of good female fronted rock acts this year so far i mean we talked about sleater kinney last week Mm -hmm. yeah rock is off to a good start this year yeah rock in general yeah so i agree congratulations rock killing it in january i predict big things for rock music (laughs) i was heartbroken that uh chester of lincoln park like hurt his leg and they had to cancel Ooh, the rest of their tour. Big blow for rock. Big blow for rock. Big I was going to see them in Brooklyn a couple oh. days ago. Yeah, I feel ago. like you're making fun of it, but you actually I'm were not. going to <laughs> see them. <laughs> <Lincoln laughs> hey, I was going to see them. I wanted to I wanted to get one step closer to Lincoln Park. <laughs> well, anyway. someday. I've, I have a feeling they will tour 
many so. many other times. All right, we can stop talking. <laughs> but about yeah, Park enough. Now. But enough about Lincoln Park. <laughs> Let's listen to Screaming Females, Empty Head. You ask what That was Screaming Females. Next up, let us talk about Zach Brown Band. Yeah. Uh, this is a Jason pick. The song is called Homegrown. You know, we don't talk about a lot of country on this podcast. We don't. But I, I think the last country song, because I haven't been to every episode, might have been the Foo Fighters Zach Brown no, collaboration. That can't be true. <laughs> that can't, I hope not. We talked about Carrie Underwood a couple weeks ago. Yes. Okay. We talked about okay. Carrie Underwood and. Uh, was that, that was a Katie. Was yeah, Katie that was a was Katie right Atkinson Shout out to pick. Katie Atkinson. Shout out. Huge shout out to Katie Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, so this Zach Brown Band song is the lead single to their new album uh, coming out soon. And it dropped, I think, about a week ago. And I've just been listening to this song. It, it's such a feel-good feel good song. And it's called Homegrown. I don't know if we, saw, we said that. But... It's just like the most the the lyrics are the most like stereotypical lyrics ever. It's like I was gonna yeah, call it's it in out a small. Yeah, it's I in like a small. He's just like, come on. <laughs> but that's the thing is that I like it because of that. <laughs> it's just like Zach Brown and his band are like, hey, we don't need anything but like pretty women, whiskey, small town, kicking our feet back. You know, it's <laughs> maybe just maybe Dave Grohl will come by. Maybe Dave <laughs> Grohl will come by. <laughs> Um, it's, but it's so well produced and so well executed that I, I just don't even care. Like it, it's just like, it's the equivalent of like a big dumb pop song to me with like, that doesn't make any sense, but has an amazing hook. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care that the lyrics don't make any sense. Like I love this song and it's just, it's, I, I just love what Zach Brown band does w- within the genre of country where they can take it. Like they don't really try to like reinvent the wheel, but they just know what they're good at. Like they, they stick in their little corner and they own that corner of country music. And this is just like, it's not breaking any barriers, but it's just a fun light song. I, 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 I've been listening to the song like a good amount since it was released. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas city, Chicago, if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. So kudos to Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be the hater. I'm, I'm oh, not excited you were not, for the album. You're not, not a um, homegrown fan? You're not homegrown. Uh, yeah, but you're totally right on the lyrics, but it's just like the sound of it is like too clean Perfect. for me. Yeah, it's like really polished, and the drum has that kind of like 80s classic rock thing where it just like goes dump. Dump, dump, <laughs> dump. Like, there's absolutely no rhythm to it. Oh, but, but you know, yeah, it's catchy. Like, I will definitely say it's catchy. 
I think is one of those cases where it's just like a good song and something that's just not really my preference. That's fair. But I will say when there was, and I wrote this down, there's one point where the music kind of cuts out and they keep the beat going with clapping. Yeah. And he's saying, got a good looking woman with her arms around me. I was just like, ugh. Come on, guys. It's like, <laughs> the height he of lameness. You're not saying she's good looking? Oh, I'm man. saying I don't believe that she's good. No, I, it's just, you know, like, just just a country, you know, my God, I'm a good looking woman. That's Here's not at all thing. what it sounds like. But The thing is, like, much. again, like, so many bro country acts, like, linger on these same kind of tropes and they, they go through the same lyrics over and over. But I just think Zach Brown Band they pull them off the best. Like, that's what I would argue is that, like, they're not reinvent. Like I said, they're not reinventing anything. They're not trying to push anything farther than bro country, but they just pull it off the best. That That's what I, like, they have, um, they have a song on a couple al- albums ago that was, like, my favorite country song of that year called The Wind. I don't know if either of you have heard it, but it's just, like, yeah, it's like w- when the wind blows, like I'll be there, and I was just like, yeah, all right, yeah, like they just yeah. pull that shit off so well. I love jump right in. Yes, That's another really awesome good one. Song. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll have to give it more. Come on, Joe, <laughs> yeah. get on that Zach, the ZBB, yeah, the train. ZBB train. Um, well, wh- why don't you listen and decide if you want to get on the ZBB homegrown. brain? So we've got Zach Brown Ben's <laughs> homegrown right here. That live down the street. Got a good-looking woman with her arms round me Here in a small town where it feels like home I got everything All right, that was Zach Brown Band. Uh, I do feel a little bad because you're right. We don't do a ton of country, and I feel like now we're, we're doing one country song, and I'm just like, ugh, terrible. <laughs> um, but, you know, we all have our preferences. So that being said, let's uh, let's move it to uh, Chris. We've got... This in, this was another band you had in your podcast, yeah, right? Here yesterday, you're uh, just the plugging that podcast left and right. Uh, so yeah, the band Chris, uh, another band he had for Alt and Our Stars was Drenge, which are is is it two guys? It's a it's, brothers. Yeah, they're duo? the official band members, but they just brought in a bassist for like live recordings okay. and for live performances. Yeah, and the song you picked is we can we can do what we want, and it has the bass. Oh, and it's got the bass in it. it it's bass. Chris is all about that bass. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, what, what do you want to talk about the song? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very straight ahead. Um, I, I went through a big British rock phase, as Jason can attest oh, to, yeah. when I was like fresh, like freshman, sophomore year of college. It lingered a little bit. And C-Pain, I kind of... Uh, sorry to interrupt. C-Pain would debate um, angular rock as a genre <laughs> with, with people in our radio yeah, station. Yeah, I mean, no. it is a pretty uh, apt description. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I kind of OD'd on that stuff for a, a minute there. But <laughs> so, songs like this give me like a good reminder of those times. It reminds me of a track from the Vaccines, maybe. Yeah. Maybe mixed with a rock duo like Japan Droids, Ooh, who yeah. are... North American, mm-hmm. Canadian, mm-hmm. check yourself there. <laughs> so I was about to just say, like, oh, they're American, but like, no, they're Canadian. They Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah have to specify, it's important. But um, yeah, it's, it's a really punchy, energetic song. It has a strong hook. I really like how the singer enunciates with that kind of baritone, deadpan voice. This very British thing. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of the singer from either The Damned or. I've heard the Misfits too, even though I don't really know a ton about the Misfits. Mm-hmm. There's been that comparison too. Yeah, I don't know if I see the Misfits. I guess I'd have to 
I don't do a side by side. I, I kind of get the damn though. I can I can hear that. Yeah, it, and it's not gothy. It's more of just yeah. like a garagey punk thing. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess like I don't know. I, I can see Misfits a little bit now that someone mentioned now that you mention it. But I do think it's just it. Yeah. It kind of has that garagey punk sound. And like even the mix on this, it sounds like they recorded his vocals like in the room with the instruments. Like everything sounds, and I mean this in as a compliment, like kind of muddled together. And I kind of, you know, as I was just dissing clean productions earlier, I kind of do mm. like that in this. There's something great about a rock song that just rocks out and like then does feel a little sloppy and rough around the edges. I mean, that fits certain genres a lot better than others. Right, totally. Yeah, it's not like I want you everything. Know? I don't yeah. want my pop to be like... Yeah, it's like something with guitars that really has nothing, like no synthesizer or any outside stuff. Something that's really just guitar, bass, and vocals often... It just does it more justice. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, get, it makes it seem a little more like it makes you seem like you're present for it, mm-hmm. but like kind of less clean it is. But but yeah, I thought this was great. I really hadn't listened to them, and I'm uh, glad you turned me on to them. I'm definitely curious. So this is they've got a second album coming out now. Yeah, this is their second album. Okay, but they're just kind of starting to like get. Some yeah, the attention. first album I looked it up. The first album only came out like last summer, right? It well, the, it came out 2013 in England and was oh, released okay. later here, it's and they actually won the Enemies Band of the Year, new Band of the Year last <laughs> year. So yeah. a lot of buzz I like overseas. it too. I don't really have that much to add, uh, but. I really liked it it's too. It's not a complicated it's, song. It's not a complicated. Song. It's very heavy in, in a way that I appreciate. And uh, yeah, I'm. The, I I don't. I this is the first. I'll I'll go on record and say this is the first Drenge song that I've heard, uh, and I really liked it. Drenge means boys in Danish. Does it? You know that now. I know that right, now. There you go. Well, this is uh, Drenge. Uh, two UK brothers plus a bassist, mm. and uh, the song is called "We Can Do What We Want." We're like Bonnie and Clyde, but without any pride. We're gonna make out in a shootout on the day that we thought. They put our names up in lights, we put our lives on the line. All right, that was Drenge. Next up, we've got this is this is a bit of an indie week. I'm real. I mean, I guess Zach Brown this is, is, is good, pretty this is popular, but this is a good week. Um, next up is one of my picks. The band is called The Doe. Um, the song was good. It is pronounced The Doe. It is spelled D O, and the O has kind of a slash through it. Is that what is the name of that symbol? I guess someone I who don't know what the name of that symbol podcast is. will tell us. And, but, but the thing is, like, expert on Swedish alternative music. Well, they they are know. a Finnish French band, and I was reading Scan- about this. I, I don't know I this say. just offhand, but apparently. The the slash through their O is not like a pronunciation thing. Like they specifically did that to make it look like an instrument. So it's it's kind of like mm. how like Motley Crue like throws mm. the umlaut. They wanted to make like a cool looking name, basically. Cool. Um, but yeah, so this is this duo, um, Finnish French, uh, female lead singer, and she just has kind of a, a perfect voice within its own like indie realm. Like this is a voice that would not suit most genres, but in the kind of like frail gorgeous indie pop realm it's just like perfect um like it can't stretch very far but it's you know there's points where it feels like it could crack but that kind of gives it this sense of like honesty and it's just like this really anyways the song is called trustful hands um and it's just extremely melodic and really nicely crafted like beautiful pop indie pop song yeah is trustful a word? I feel like I trusting, trustworthy, trusting, or tr- I don't yeah, think trustful, trustful is a word. So I don't know. Is it? Are you sure they're not just saying like trustful, but in an accent? Trustful. Uh, 
Yes, I'm trustful. Sure. Trustful. <laughs> it's, it's and not they're really British. Oh, they're actually British. Um, <laughs> no, this is very like pristine indie pop. It, it only takes one listen to like this song and add it, add it to your you know indie jams mm-hmm. playlist. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, another like this is this has kind of been a good week for like introducing. This song's been out for a couple months. I've heard it once before, mm-hmm. but uh, it definitely caught me uh, again on the second listen. Yeah, sometimes a song just has a melody or a hook that just make it feels like so pure and happy and just makes you feel good. That's how I felt with this one. That's yeah. how I feel whenever I talk to Joe Lynch. Aww. Just pure <laughs> and happy and <Yeah>. trustful. <laughs> a very trustful person. Um, yeah, anyways, yeah, the song has been out for a little bit. Their, their latest album just came out. It's called Shake Shook Shaken. I think that dropped this week. Um, I haven't listened to the full album, but they're... U.S. debut came out a few years ago, and I can't think of the name off the top. I think it was called The Mouthful, um, and that was just an awesome record. So I'm excited to grab this new one. And, you know, as you guys heard, it's just a really, like, pristine is, like, yeah. the perfect word, melodic indie song. So let's listen to it. It's uh, The Doe Trustful Hands. That was the Doe Trustful Hands. Um, I want to thank Chris and Jason for swinging by the uh, Must Hear Music podcast. Oh, course, mm-hmm. And bef- uh, now we are going to toss to, we were lucky enough to have Kate Pearson of the B-52s stop by the office. Um, so I did a little inter- interview with her. She has a very great, delightful, I would even say, album coming up called Microphones and Guitars. Um, so we're going to listen to some of that and talk with Kate Pearson. Hello, we have a very special guest with us today at the Must Hear Music podcast. Um, it's Kate Pearson, who has her first solo album coming out. Um, as you probably are aware, Kate Pearson is in the B-52s. Woo-hoo! Their first album is one of my all-time favorite albums, so I'm very, very excited to be here with you, Kate. Great. Nice to be here. Do you mosh when you hear uh, Rock Lobster? Rock Lobster <laughs> and Dance This Mess Around oh, and great. 52 Girls, all the stuff. Yay. Um, and yeah, and I was listening to the new album, Guitars and Microphones, which I have this written down because I'll never remember. Ooh. February 17th is when it's out. Yes. Um, and it's great. Like, I really like, especially the first track is just killer. It's called Throw Down the Roses. Yeah. And it's just about like how you're not defined by kind of your access to, you know, status symbols and, you know, wristbands and stuff like that at concerts. Can you talk about like how that song came to? Yeah, it's sort of a uh, leader Kenny, you know, Ting Ting's kind of girl, you know, kind of riot girl, kind of <laughs> uh, punk, neo-punk song. It came about um, when I started writing, uh, co-writing with Sia, and we went with diff- to see different to write with her, some of the co-writers that she's written with before. So we went to Dallas Austin studio in L.A. and you know he just started playing the bass line on keyboard, and we just like started jamming on that. Most of the songs we co-wrote had I had the lyrics, but they weren't set in stone. I just had the title and some lyrics, and we kind of, you know, fit them to the melodies. But in this case, it was just com- 
completely out of thin air. Like I had no idea. We didn't really preconceive what the song would be or what would it be like or even mm-hmm. the kind of tone of the whole record. So each song was kind of a unique uh, kind of experience, writing experience. And that one just came out to be what it is. You know, it's just kind of really fun when we were thinking of, oh, I don't want to be. And I said, oh, Fender guitar, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's really like it kicks ass and it's fun and it kind of has like a great like spirit and message to it. Um, It's interesting you mentioned Slater Kinney. So, yeah, they have, like, a new album that just came out. Are you into them? Did you listen to it? Yes, yeah. I'm totally into them. I love them. Yeah, the new one is really good. Yeah. Um, And so Sia, that's an interesting songwriting partner. Like, how did you get connected to her in the first place? Well, my partner, Monica, um, we've been together 11 years. And never would have happened. Thank you. Uh, It never would have happened if it hadn't been for her because I wrote solo, a whole solo record and actually did some performances and a little tour you know, about 12 years ago, and I kept writing, and I did a Japanese kind of a tour. I was in a Japanese band called Nina. We toured in Japan, but it never got released in the United States, so I kept trying to get some kind of solo thing, get get out there, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been writing, but how do I shape it into an album? And Monica mentioned this to Sia, like, this is Kate's dream. She's got to do it. Can you give her a little kickstart? So she said, sure, and she, she was just starting to write some stuff herself, so she started out, we were still in Woodstock, and she was in L.A., and she called and said, how are you feeling? You know, <laughs> what do you feel today? And it was like, well, um, first she wrote a song called Bring Your Arms Based on a Trip that Monica and C and I took to Tulum, and it was about a sea turtle rescue. And then when she asked, what are you That's feeling? Awesome. I was quoting this Troyan Champa, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he's a Tibetan monk. And Keith Strickland from our band gave me this quote, that you're falling through the air, there's no parachute. The bat's the bad news, but the good news, there's no bottom. And I said, I'm kind of feeling like that, kind of, it's exciting doing some new stuff. I don't know where it's going, but it feels so great, and I know there's sort of no bottom. And it's just like, she wrote the, the song The Matrix, so which is all about that, I'm free falling without a landing. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, then we started writing together and um each song was an adventure and Sia was just amazing and very quick writer and it was really a good chemistry together because she has a way of um collaborating that she can sort of hone into your feelings and really get the song is still like my song even Mm -hmm. though it's co-written it feels like totally me and um you know, it was just a, a real quick writing, too, because each time we did a writing session, we got a whole song and a great demo. <laughs> yeah. So and she's like public persona is mysterious and, you know, doesn't give too many interviews and do that many performances. Right. Is she different in person, like when you're working with her or? She's really funny. She's laughs, has this laugh that you can just hear in your head all the time. You know, and mm-hmm. she loves to be with her dogs and she likes to be comfortable and casual and, you know, just kind of cuddle up with her dogs and write genius songs yeah and so the songs a lot of that like she would kind of come up with the music and then you would throw in some lyrics and you would like improvise it and kind of work it out well how it worked was we would collaborate with uh people who did the instrumentation Mm -hmm. and so like uh most cases i did have a song title and lyrics so we'd start jamming with the instrumentalist like nick valencia Mm -hmm. he you know, didn't have anything prepared. He just said, well, that's all. Here's the bass line. Started playing yeah. guitar. And we started jamming and recording the things on GarageBand. And then we'd quickly say, ah, that's a great 
the melody for the for the uh, pre-chorus or chorus or you know bridge or verse and we'd really sort of aim to get put the song together that way and as soon as we found um, a great melody and this is what I really learned from Sia was retrofit don't think about the lyrics even though it might have a title and lyrics sort of retrofit them to the melody get a great melody and then put the lyrics to the melody the lyrics may change a lot and mm -hmm. she inputs some of her own lyrics and you know kind of retrofit them in some cases to and well in all cases we retrofit them to the melody so that's interesting yeah it was a much uh i think you can get a lot of hooks that way mm -hmm. you're stumbling over trying to get those lyrics in there and it's about the rhythm and the melody first and then right. when you have great lyrics too it's just like wow Speaking about lyrics, there was one that stuck, I mean, there were several that stuck out, but one that I just had to ask you about, you were singing that you have squirrels in your head. Everyone asked about that. That's and an, I was that's... like, what? where does that come from? <laughs> um, that's a Sia line there, and um, that's a song that Monica thought of the title, Crush Me With Your Love, mm -hmm. and she wrote that again before we started writing together, and uh, it's really about Monica and my relationship, you know, because Monica who also... Uh, directed the video, did all the photographs for oh, really? the um, album cover, and did all the inside photographs, and she did the, the um, lyric videos anyway. Mm -hmm. She runs the Our Lazy Meadow and the Our Lazy Desert, so she's got a lot of squirrels in her head. She doesn't stop, <laughs> so that's kind of referring to her, and there's another line, butter in a race car, and that's her nickname. So um, that's Monica's nickname. One of her nicknames. That's anyway. pretty. That's pretty funny. What? What is? How did that nickname come into existence? How did that nickname happen, Butter? Popcorn, Popcorn was involved. Yes, right. <laughs> our favorite snack. But she really made a lot of this happen. Um, you know, just just suggesting to Sia mm -hmm. that she sort of helped me get this whole thing started. So um, that was interesting that she wrote that song kind of about us. That's cool. And you, you kind of mentioned this, you know, saying you did the Japan tour, but I, I guess why why now is is the first U.S. solo album coming out? You know, like, was this something that 30 years ago you had interest in and just didn't get around to, or? I always, yes. I, since 30 years ago, I thought, I'm going to do a solo record. And, you know, I got so close to doing it about 12 years ago or more. I wrote and I did that Japanese tour. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I can really easily collaborate Um with anyone so I just uh, started doing that and writing songs on my own and you know I've written a lot of songs just me and it just when I look back at the B-52 schedule I realize why that wasn't happening because right. we were touring kind of relentlessly so um, we toured for years and we've taken some breaks but usually those were times like after Ricky died or mm -hmm. when my parents uh, passed away so there were some breaks but you know, we were pretty pretty uh, actively touring a lot, so it was difficult. Plus, the cohesiveness of the band, you know, we're very much like a family dynamic, so nobody, I guess, wanted to, like, veer out of the fold too much. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was. so they're doing this thing, uh, right before they sh show new SNLs, they're showing vintage ones now, oh, yeah. and I caught the Alec Baldwin-hosted one from 1990, which had you right. guys as a musical guest. Yeah. And, like, the Channel Z you performed just, like, destroyed it. It was oh, so great. incredible. Do you? I'm just curious, like, with something like that, like, do you remember specific performances, or are you just like, ah, oh, barely? Well, I really remember the first time we were on Saturday Night Live, I guess it was 1979 or 80, mm -hmm. and um, Bill Murray was there, and I remember just all the SNL greats were there, and they were so nice. Bill Murray was really nice and came backstage to talk to us, and I just remember we were so scared, and 
I think Ricky said to us before he went on, like, don't smile. You know, <laughs> let's not smile because we look more punk that way or something, you know. But it was actually because we were scared, terrified of live TV. Right. And people just thought, oh, they're from outer space. They're so, you know, the sort of robotic and the performance was so sparse but really captivating and unique. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people say that was their, like, turning point of their musical sort of... Uh, life you know or something when they saw that it was like what is it (laughs) that's so cool um yeah i mean the early stuff and you know basically all the way through the b52's career you guys have had some really amazing songs is there anything like looking back that stands out as a like an extra special time with that that you're like i think that was when we were happiest or when i was happiest in the band well obviously the beginning was very exciting when Mm -hmm. we were just you know trucking around and croton the station wagon we had and going to new york and playing and not realizing that we were getting a following and one day looking out we were at playing hurrahs and we looked out the window and ricky said like what's what are those people down there for and they said that's your you know audience around the block Mm -hmm. so that was like great and also during cosmic thing when we after ricky died and we started getting just thinking about we took a long break and then we thought wow if we you know, when we're like a family and this will really bring Ricky's, it was a healing process. It was like bringing Ricky's presence back. And a lot Mm -hmm. of the songs kind of hark back to Athens and, you know, kind of sort of nostalgic, but not in a like, you know, maudlin way, Mm -hmm. you know, just in a way that kind of really brought us back to that moment. And um, so that was a really special time because then it was, kind of a vindication because when before Ricky died and we did bouncing off the satellites he worked so hard on that record and the record company said well we like the record but could you write a hit Mm -hmm. so we were back kind of trying to write that hit you know (laughs) I laugh because we never really tried to write a hit right so so I know Ricky was trying to do that and you know when we got back together um, after he passed away and wrote that and it was a big hit it was just great feeling kind of yeah a lot of big hits on that album yeah yeah um well that's so cool and so i guess you know the last thing i just wanted to say so you're 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 gonna be touring with this like what can people expect at the shows well i'm really excited i mean i i haven't this is like the high point to me of you know the recording was really fun and but to me to uh, perform the songs live Mm because that's what it's all about to me is when the songs come alive after you've recorded them and you're getting out there and playing and um we met this band up in woodstock they're guys from the hudson valley connor kennedy's band and all the guys play in different bands and stuff but they're really tight and they're really great and they're all like 20 something like really young guys i didn't even realize how young they were and um so we're gonna play with them uh we were I was rehearsing with them the other day. We've done like three or four rehearsals and they're just smoking and it's so exciting. And we're playing the City Winery February 25th. Nice. We're going to do another show um, upstate um, the day before. And so it's just, that's a very exciting to do these live shows. Cool. And our uh, friend Kat Dyson is going to uh, also play with us. She's uh, played with the B-52s a few times as guitarist and she played with Prince and she's just smoking hot guitar player so it's going to be a really great show cool well I'm very excited and uh, again the album is Guitars and Microphones it's out February 17th it's very great it's just it was like surprisingly delightful not like I'm saying I was going into it with low expectations but but I was like this is just so much fun like 
listening to it over and over Thank today, you. which is great. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect either because mm-hmm. some people think, well, you have to make this conscious decision. Is it going to be like the B-52s or I'm going to make it really consciously not like the B-52s or, you know, and I just feel like it was naturally my voice coming through right. in this. Yeah, it kind of has that spirit, but the sound is a little different. Yeah. Um, definitely stands on its own. Anyways, thank you so much for thank stopping you. by. We love you at the Must Hear Music Podcast, and it was All great right. to have you here. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. 